Hi, Shaleen. I just finished listening to your podcast about mompreneurs, and it really touched me because I'm always comparing my journey to other people, and I'm always trying to do it all, and I'm always feeling like I'm not doing enough as a parent. I am a single mom of two kids. I went through college, got my master's degree, and I always saw it as an investment to give my kids a better life. And once I saw that you were offering the push goal coaching, which is going to focus on parents and how to do right by them, I thought it was a great investment, just like my education, to make sure that I am able to give my kids everything that I feel they deserve, because to me, they deserve the world. So I want to thank you and your husband, Brett, for everything that you guys do. So I just got my push call journals today. Whoop, whoop. I did my happy dance. My kid saw me and he's like, you're sure excited. And I just want to say how much I appreciate you and everything that you and your family do. I love you. That is so cool. Alma, thank you so much for that review. And I know that wasn't necessarily for the show, but you called in on the line. I wanted to explain to those of you who might be wondering what it is she's talking about and if it's right for you. Brett and I haven't done this before, and it's the very first time that we have been able to offer our coaching, like us coaching you, for a super crazy, ridiculous low price because we wanted to make it affordable to everyone, whether you're an entrepreneur or stay-at-home mom or someone who's retired, but now suddenly they're raising their grandchildren. It's for anyone who feels a bit overwhelmed, knows they need some new habits to get themselves focused, to declutter their life, not just their house, and just get some clarity and feel that sense of peace that we always talk about on the show. And until this point, Brett and I have only ever coached with high-end entrepreneurs. And we were like, you know, we are constantly being asked if we can do something that like everyone could afford. And so this is the first time we've ever offered it. If you haven't already checked it out, I encourage you to do so because the results people are getting already is astonishing and it's exciting and we are loving it. So what is it? It is four weeks of coaching with Brett and I and we do this on group Zoom calls, right? So you get a couple of messages from us throughout the week kind of telling you like, okay, here's what you should be doing and they're just simple. Like this is not to add more stress or feel like more pressure. It's to teach you how to take things off of your plate, how to simplify your life. We're keeping you accountable. And then once a week, we do an interactive Zoom call. It was super fun. I get to see your little face on the screen. It's Brett and I there. You get to ask your questions. And we're walking you through the process of simplifying your life, like setting up simple systems, understanding how to find clarity knowing what tasks you should be focusing on, like what things you should be doing, what things you shouldn't be doing. It's about clarity and it's about peace and it's about habits and it's four coaching calls. We're in a private Facebook group and then it's a couple of tips throughout the week to keep you on course. It's accountability and it's Brett and I as your coaches, as your mentors. If that's something you've dreamed of doing, it's finally affordable and it's available to you. To learn more about when we start our next group, you can go to Push Goal Coaching. Dot com. What's up? What's going on? Super excited to record this today. This is an episode you're going to want to save. All right, just trust me on that. You're going to want to save this. I'm going to tell you what it is in just a moment, but I guarantee you need to download it right now because you may not need it today, but I promise you, you or someone you know is going to need this one in the very near future if not already. And in fact, this is when you need to listen to now so that this doesn't happen to you. What am I talking about? 
getting hacked, whether it's getting hacked on social media or your email, you, your mom, your brother, your sister, one of your kids, someone is going to get hacked. If you haven't already been hacked, you may not even realize that you've been hacked. They can stay in your inbox for months, sometimes years without you even knowing it, collecting all this information and creating other identities. We're going to talk about all those things and I'm going to give you a step-by-step what to do in the event that you are hacked. And these steps are actually what you need to do so that you don't get hacked. So it's a two for one. I'm glad you're here. Let's do this. Welcome to The Shaleen Show. Shaleen is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. In 2015, I got hacked. Now, a lot of people know I got hacked on Instagram. But what they don't realize is the way the hackers were able to get and eventually sell my Instagram account was by hacking into my email account. And from our forensics, it appears that they were in my email account for months and months and months, perhaps even more than a year before we realized that I had been hacked, before they took hold of my social media accounts. And For the record, we don't know if the original people who hacked into my email were the people who actually sold my social media accounts. It doesn't matter. The point is, you're going to get hacked. I guarantee it. And what people always tell me when I try to explain how important it is you take steps to prevent this is they say things like, well, what do I care? I've got 40 followers or there's nothing in my inbox. I don't care if my email gets hacked. What are they going to do? All right. So let me ask you this. How would you feel? If somebody had the password to your bank account, if they had your travel itinerary, if they knew the passwords for all of your social media accounts, if they knew private conversations you were having between you and your family members, if they knew your parents' names and addresses, your kids' names, addresses, and their birth dates, because all of that information is probably somewhere in your inbox, even if you've deleted it. If somebody can hack into your email account, they can have access to all your past and previous and archived information. Yep, all of that information. Every single time you've ever logged into an account and created a password to do that, well, I shouldn't say every time, but 99.9% of the time, they ask you to enter your email address and then your password. What happens next? That password is sent as a confirmation or anytime there's a reset or anytime you have a new account, that is sent to your inbox. So therefore, even though they're not going to send the password that you've just created without it being encrypted to your inbox, what they have done is they've sent an email that says new account or new member or confirmation. And the hackers, all they have to do is log into your email and go, okay, let's just search for the term confirmation. Let's search for new account. And then when they realize, oh, this person made an account with Nordstrom, with Bank of America, with Amazon, they can click on reset password. Now they're in your inbox. Now they can reset the password and it gets delivered directly to them. Oh, I know what you're thinking. Well, I'll see that and then I'll know that I've been hacked and then I'll change my email password very quickly. Okay, well, let's just assume that you do that. You change your email password. Well, in the meantime, they've already reset your Apple ID. And now they're in your phone and you don't realize it. And you think you're being clever by saving your new passwords to your note on your phone. And they're like, oh, cool, thanks. Now we know your new passwords. 
or you think you're being clever by resetting passwords and you've kicked them out of your inbox. But what you don't realize is that before you could get them out of your inbox, they already put a forwarding or they already changed the settings in your forwarding of emails. And now those emails, a copy of them are being forwarded to the hacker. Like you just don't even understand how ugly and entangled and intrusive and violating it feels to be hacked. Whether you're hacked on your desktop or in your inbox, whether you accidentally download a virus that now takes over your laptop and your desktop, or if you just go to log in on Instagram and you suddenly realize you have been hacked. It is the worst feeling in the world. And I've talked to people who have like 50 followers and we're not doing anything with their social media. And I've talked to people who are retired and they just use their email to like forward memes and funny stories. It doesn't matter what you're using these things for. When you get hacked, it is the scariest, most intrusive, violating feeling you can imagine because you then begin to realize how tied to everything your identity is. And now you're at risk of losing your identity or having your identity stolen or your credit or credit opened in your name or more bank accounts. You are just exposed beyond belief. We're all exposed. And it has nothing to do with how much money you make or the size of your account or how much you do online. Your grandpa's going to get hacked. Someone who's already deceased is going to get hacked because it's data. There's no pecking order to this. It's just a massive, massive billion-dollar industry, and it's all done on what's known as the dark web, which means none of it's traceable. Here's a statistic. 94% of people who are hacked, the hackers have no idea who you are. It was not intentional. You were just a number. It was just your turn. That's all. You were part of a database that was probably breached in somebody else's major hack. And your data, your name, your identity was just one of millions that were likely hacked in the same episode. It's just the law of numbers, the law of averages. So what can you do to protect yourself? What I'm going to cover for you is I want you to pretend that you've just been hacked. That way, if somebody you know ends up getting hacked, you can say like, oh, I remember there's a Shaleen Show episode where she walks you through what you need to do. And this is going to serve dual purposes because... As I'm explaining what you need to do, a lot of what I'm going to be explaining are things that this person could have avoided being hacked if they had done these things initially. So it's a checklist for you too. The first thing you need to do is download a password manager. That's an app. It's a program. And there are hundreds of different companies that offer password managers. Some of them, get this, are fakes. This is ridiculous. This is how these hackers work. There are password management apps that you can download in the app store, which were actually created by hackers. So you're going to enter your passwords and they're going to be like, cool, thanks. So the first step is you have to know which are the most reputable password management apps that you should download. And they are, at the time of this recording, 1Password, Dashlane, and LastPass. Make sure when you download them and you're looking in your app store, look at how many reviews there are. Because if it's not several thousand reviews, you're probably looking at even a fake of one of those. So make sure you're downloading the right one. And ultimately, I'd love for you to do this from your desktop. Because what I'm talking about doing, you're going to need to do it on your phone and on your desktop. You're going to need to set aside about an hour's worth of time. Yep, an hour's worth of time. And if you don't, mark my words, 
you will later spend a minimum of seven days untangling this mess. I mean, I just had this happen to a friend who's not really, doesn't really use social media, doesn't use email, doesn't have a website. I mean, she uses email, but like she doesn't really use a website. Like she, a very small digital footprint. It's not something she uses for her business. Like most people, she, you know, gets her kids' emails, their confirmation when she's shopping, some banking, just the average stuff, right? And she assumed, why would anyone ever hack me? What do I have? Why would they care? Well, that's the thing. They don't care about the individual. It's just data. And the more data they collect, the better. And unfortunately, she'll spend the next seven days or more trying to untangle this. It's messy when it happens. If it happens, it's when it will happen because it will happen. I guarantee you that, especially if you don't have these things in place. So you've downloaded your password management program. Hopefully that's 1Password or LastPass or Dashlane. They're all relatively similar. And here's what you need to understand about a password manager. It is an encrypted vault. It is safer than you could possibly imagine. There's nothing that will completely safeguard you from a hack, but like this is your best line of defense. What you'll do is create one password. One password that's going to get you into that. Consider it like a vault or a bank. Okay, so you're going to create one password. Now, this is the only password you'll ever have that you should memorize or it should be at least easy enough for you to memorize, but not simple enough for someone to figure it out. Like, don't use your dog's name and the things that you always use and all the things you've always thought of. I would tell you to use like a sentence or string a bunch of words together, put some numbers in there and capitalization. And that's your singular password that you're going to use for your password manager. That's the only one you'll ever need to remember. Because after that password's created, all other passwords, you're not going to come up with them and go, this is clever. No one's going to be able to figure out this one. That's not how we do it, people. This is 2020. We're going to let the app generate a password for us. And those generated passwords, you could never remember them. They're like X, T, F, question mark, X, backspace, exclamation mark. Like, you know, they're impossible to remember and impossible to, or pretty impossible anyways, to be hacked. But it's not the passwords that are getting people hacked. And that's why you need a password manager. Okay. Because what a lot of people do is they put their passwords on what they think is a secure note in their phone. And that doesn't work either because all someone has to do is have access to your Apple ID. All they have to do is hack into that. And now they have, or whatever program you use, and now they have access to all of those things. All right, so you got to get your password manager. Do that first. You'll need to install it on your desktop and on your phone. Once you create your singular password, your master password, if you will, you're going to need to remember that, write it down, and put it in a safe. Literally, you're going to need to put it in a safe because if someone were to ever get access to that, they then have access to pretty much all of your passwords. So, you know, protect it. Put it someplace where nobody else can find it. Most of these password management apps now, they have like a kit almost that you can download where it's not the actual password, but it shows like a QR code that could unlock your vault, if you will. Now, if for some reason you lose this master password, you are SOL because these management programs are so encrypted that the company itself can't even reset that password for you. 
So here's what I did. I put ours in a safe and then I also made certain that my husband has it in a secure location, mine, in the event that like I were to die or he were to forget or I don't know, we were to lose the vault or whatever, or, or maybe we were out of town and I couldn't get into my vault. It's never happened. I did this back in 2015. I updated all the time. It's just become as routine as anything else we do on our digital devices. So you download the one password. And then what you need to start doing is going into each and every one of your important accounts, prioritize those, like start with your bank accounts, start with your Gmail, start with your emails, start with your any financial institutions, start with your Apple ID, start with your most important accounts first. And what you'll want to do is create new passwords that are generated by the app and they will automatically save to the app and you don't ever have to remember them because you will have this app on your phone and whenever you go to log in at Bank of America or your Apple ID, you'll just click the one password or whatever password management program you use, you'll just click on that and It'll auto-populate all of those fields for you. It will help you with two-factor authentication storage and also for Google authentication. You know, sometimes they send a code to make sure, like, are you actually this person? So you want to reset all of your passwords with passwords that are generated by the password management app. Here's the next thing you need to reset. The answers to your security questions, because that, my friends, is how they get into your inbox. They're not guessing your password. Or maybe they are. But nine times out of 10, they just see, oh, this identity, this person, let's just say Susie Smith, her information was obtained during the Target hack or the breach of information that happened with Home Depot, Starwood Suites, Facebook, and just about every hospital in America has been hacked. Their data has been hacked. Like every major corporation in America, they have experienced, almost all of them, some form of a data breach, which means you are probably in one of those systems, which means now your name is part of a collection of of data pieces. Now, just to help you understand this, this isn't like a group of, you know, sweaty teenagers in hoodies sitting in someone's basement doing this hacking for fun. I mean, there are those type of hackers too, but this is all like artificial intelligence. This is just, it's a business and it's thriving overseas. It's offshore. It can't be traced. It's software that just collects all of these people's information. And then it's just, it's plugged into programs basically that match up data points. So let's say they see that Susie Smith has an email that's susiesmith at yahoo.com. All right, well now they don't have to guess Susie Smith's email password. They don't have to do that. They just have to know her password so that they can send an attempted login to Yahoo and they can say password reset. Now they're not in your inbox yet. All they've done is send a password reset to Yahoo. Now Yahoo or whatever company, just I've just picked on Yahoo at the moment, but like just pick any company. You've sent them a password reset and they're like, well, we just have you answer a few security questions here first, ma'am. What is your mother's maiden name and the year that you graduated? Now, let me ask you a question. Have you ever in your entire life answered those questions? Have you ever answered your mother's maiden name or the year that you graduated or your very first dog or the street that you were born on or the city that you were born in? All of these questions, you've answered them a million times, which means they're already in a giant database. 
You've answered them in questionnaires. You've answered them in Facebook polls. You've answered them to your friends. You've answered them in other emails and forms when you've checked into the hospital. You've answered these questions. They're out there. And all of these programs, they're called social engineering programs, and it's just computing data and matching data points. And then they know, oh, okay, we just match. We know this person's, the city that they were born in and the year that they graduated from high school from these programs. It's not like a person figuring this out. It's all automated. And then they're easily able to enter that information. And now they're in your inbox. And the reason why I explain that to you is so that you understand how critical it is for you not to rely solely on passwords. You've got to change your security answers. Now, you're never going to remember fake answers. That's why you need a password manager. So when I answer those questions, when I'm creating a new account or updating an account, I go in and I update my security questions. And when I ask for those things like mother's maiden name or year that you graduated, I have that answer auto-generated by the password manager. And it's just a random collection of letters. It's not even a word. It's not even a thing. And I don't have to remember it or memorize it because it's stored in my app. So if I ever need to get into that account again and verify those security answers, I will just use my password manager. Is this starting to make sense? So the key here is everything goes in your password manager. Everything. All right, before we go on, allow me to give you a little pop quiz. Does a really strong password help you that much? Mm, Not much. I mean, it'll help you a little bit, but not much. Does answering security questions help you? Mm, No. Therefore, now that you have a password manager, an app for password management, and by the way, I think most of these, they charge a little something. I don't know what, but whatever it is, I ask you, what is your peace of mind worth? And you can usually use them for a whole family. You can create vaults for every person in the family. It allows you to share passwords in such a way that they are encrypted so that when you're sending them, nobody sees them. That's amazing. I mean, otherwise, your passwords can be hijacked just because you forwarded that password on to your son or your daughter or your husband. I currently use 1Password. However, I've got lots of students in the Marketing Impact Academy who use both Dashlane and LastPass, and they're equally as great. You'll see different reviews on YouTube, etc. But those are the top three at the moment. Those are the top three. While you're in each one of these accounts updating your security answers, you also want to turn on two-factor authentication. You want to turn on two-factor authentication absolutely everywhere that it's available, which most sites now offer two-factor authentication with the exception of like maybe some shopping sites. But for example, with your Apple ID, with your Gmail accounts, which by the way, Gmail is probably your safest bet when it comes to emails. You need to get rid of your AOL, dad. You need to get rid of your Yahoo's and your Hotmail's. It's time to get something that has more security afforded to you. So I would tell you to consider doing a Gmail account. Then turn on two-factor authentication. Now, the way I learned all of this was the hard way. I'll link to the story of what it was like in 2015 when we got hacked. It wasn't a minor hack. It was a major hack. And I made so many mistakes. And I also learned a great deal. And you're benefiting from that. But I just have to say, if you've ever been hacked, and maybe that's why you're listening to this episode, I feel your pain. I could have never guessed, never have guessed what it felt like. It really felt like someone was in my home, in my head, on my phone. Like you feel so violated. I couldn't eat. 
My body was shaking for days. It affected our livelihood. We literally had to stop our business, our lives. It affected our kids. Once they were in all of our accounts and realized our net worth or what we had at stake and our social media accounts, like it, it got really ugly then. That, and that was just coincidental. I was not targeted. But then we were targeted and they tried to extort money from us with Bitcoin. I mean, it was just, it was a nightmare. It was so scary. And they sent things to our home on stolen credit cards just so that we would know that they knew where we lived. I couldn't sleep. Speaking of sleep, that reminds me that today's episode is sponsored by Sleep Number Bed. And I had a sleep number at that time. How's that for a segue into the show's sponsor today? We love our sponsors. As my friend, as a listener of the show, thank you so much for always paying attention to our sponsors. They are hand-selected by me. I don't do this like most podcasters do. I love Sleep Number. It's crazy to think we've been sleeping on a Sleep Number bed for 17 years, 18 years. It's crazy, but it's not surprising because nine out of 10 couples prefer to have different mattress firmness. So some people want it really firm and some people want it soft. Brett and I, it kind of depends on how we're feeling. I tend to sleep on a bed that's firmer. Like right now, however, my side is at 70 and his side is at 90. But the reason why it's such a great choice for better sleep is because it allows you to adjust your side so that it's comfortable for you and what's going on with your body at that time. Like sometimes you just want it firm, sometimes you want it soft. We upgraded our sleep number bed to the sleep number 360 smart bed because we're smart people. And we did that because it actually can sense when you're moving at night and it will adjust automatically without waking you up so that you stay asleep. It also has sleep IQ technology inside the bed so it tracks how you're sleeping. Very cool. You can discover smart, effortless sleep yourself and sleep on a Sleep Number 360 smart bed. It's really not a bed. I mean, it is a bed, but it's more than a bed. It's proven quality sleep. So you can come in now to any of the Sleep Number stores and save $600 on a 360 smart bed. All you have to do to find a store near you is go to sleepnumber.com forward slash Shaleen. Sleep Number wants to save you some money. So remember that at sleepnumber.com forward slash Shaleen. That's how you save yourself some money. But if you want to save yourself from a major headache, you need to be the queen or the king of two-factor authentication. Now, just say that with me. Two-factor authentication, because you sound so smart when you say it. Yes, I have my two-factor authentication on. Do you? What is two-factor authentication? It's just a fancy way of saying, if anyone tries to log into my account, you need to send a text message to my phone so I can say yay or nay. Most two-factor authentications, what they'll do is they'll ask for, usually, your cell phone number. That way, if someone tries to log into my Gmail or my Apple ID or my Facebook or my Instagram or anything for that matter, because if it's offered, I authenticate it. That means, you know, if anyone is logging into any device or any of my accounts, I get a notification. It sends a code to my phone and I would have to physically enter that code. Now, unless the hacker is holding onto my phone, he ain't gonna get in my account. And it happens pretty regularly. And I have to tell you, it is wonderful peace of mind to know that you're gonna be notified if someone does try to get into your account. All right, now that you've got these things, it's really important that at the top of your list where you're putting on two-factor authentication, changing your security answers and updating your password are Apple ID, Gmail, 
and any other account that has private information. You need to change those right away. Because if you don't and somebody gets into, say, for example, your Apple ID, they have the ability to get into your private notes on your phone, including the cloud where you store all of your information, photos, videos, and private information. They have the potential to see every message you've ever sent. They can take over your life. So change those passwords and security answers first. Now, if you were to have been hacked, your email inbox, getting them out of there is only half the battle. It is very likely that once they're in, they will change settings such as the forwarding email, the reply email, and sometimes even your signature. But even if they don't do that, while they're in your inbox, which oftentimes can go undetected, usually the only way someone knows that they've been hacked is if the hacker is using your inbox to forward messages, to send messages in mass to all of your friends and family members. But the majority of the time, they're just in your inbox to collect more data. So they'll just get in there. You don't even know they're in there and they'll get out or they won't get out. They'll just stay in there. You just don't even know that they're in there. It's not like a person. Usually, as I said, this is all done through artificial intelligence. Yes, there are people who are masterminding this and coordinating it and profiting from it, but ultimately, it's just a game. It's just a business for these people. So they'll be in your inbox. You don't even realize it, and they're scouring through deleted old emails that are now in your trash from confirmations, password updates, accounts that you've created, all of those things, all of that information, all of that data, personal records, flight information, purchases, you name it. It's That's called data mining. They're mining or digging for data. So assuming that you actually know that you have been hacked, Your next step after setting up two-factor authentication on everything, after using now your password managers, you want to notify any credit reporting agencies. I'll post links to how to reset your Apple ID, how to put two-factor authentication on your Apple ID. I'll put a link in the show notes on how to create a theft and credit fraud alert. Unfortunately, when it comes to cyber hacks, things are just going to get worse. I hate to tell you this, but that is the trend. This data mining is becoming more and more lucrative, and people continue to think it's not going to happen to them, which means we're making it easier and easier for the hackers to get in. Securing your data, you've got to make it tougher for people to access your data. And as I've said, there's no way to safeguard yourself completely from being hacked. Much the same way, it's a good idea for you to install locks on your front door and perhaps even a security system, but that doesn't mean that armed robbers aren't going to crush down your door someday. But you're going to make breaking into your home much less attractive by putting signs out front that you've got security cameras up, by making it much tougher for would-be thefts to break in. And remember, these same things apply to your social media, even if you don't have a huge account. What would it feel like if tomorrow you couldn't log into any of your accounts, all of your photos and videos and messages, everything had been deleted and had been taken over by people who were posting porn or animal cruelty? (laughs) That's what happened to me. It was a nightmare. And I obviously, I do my business on social media. My Instagram account was sold repeatedly. By the time I got it back, I lost over 100,000 followers. And to this day, although we have several 
Instagram accounts that we operate through our business. They're not just all my name, but like, you know, there are other Instagram accounts we have. But the one that's under my name, it's been penalized by Instagram. It's on the naughty list because they don't know. They don't care. They have millions and millions and billions. Is it billions? I don't know. But millions and millions and millions of accounts. So if you get hacked on one of these social media platforms, guess what? It's going to be on a Saturday or a Sunday. And even if it were on a weekday, there's no number to call. They don't care. They don't care what your story is. They don't care if you've been on TV. They don't care if you're in the hospital dying. They don't care if you're famous. They don't care if you have 50 people following you. You can jump up and down. You can write the letters. You can go through all of the steps. You can watch all the YouTube videos. You can do all of the things. You can reach out to your friend who works at Instagram and a buddy who once worked at Facebook. You can do all of the things. But the bottom line is this. They're too busy attending to the hundreds of thousands of businesses, businesses that are paying hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of dollars in advertising to them that are being hacked. Those people, they might get some help, (laughs) maybe. Now, Facebook does a fantastic job of keeping this information quite hush. But based on their last reporting in 2011, when there were not nearly as many people on Facebook, it was reported that over 600,000 Personal accounts were hacked every day on Facebook, 600,000. I don't care how big their department is to handle your phone calls. You're going to wait on hold a long time. There is no number to call. There's an email you can send to, and there are things you can do to try to get your account back, and that's what you have to do. You, you're just going to have to try to get your account back. I've posted some links in the show notes and on our blog where you can learn a little bit more about this, but it's pretty much a nightmare. You just don't want to have it happen altogether because it's just so debilitating to undo it. But don't feel bad if it does happen. However, go slow and don't make matters worse. If you do get hacked, if your computer gets taken over by a virus, if your email gets hacked, if your Facebook gets hacked, do not give money to anyone. You might be further scammed by people who are going to say like, oh, we can install or reinstate or protect you or beef up your security or whatever. And that just makes matters worse. Now, it can even look like it's coming from Facebook or coming from Twitter or coming from Instagram or or coming from Apple, but they are not going to ask you for money or payment or your logins or anything else, and they will never call you on the phone. Never. And P.S. All of your social media platforms probably lead to each other. That often is the case, as it was with Facebook. So Facebook got hacked on Twitter. So get this. This is crazy. Facebook has a Twitter account. And in February of this year, their Twitter account, Facebook's Twitter account, which has 13.5 million followers on Twitter, got hacked. Can you imagine And it got taken over by, obviously, an anonymous group who tweeted, Hi, we are, quote, our mine. Well, it looks like even Facebook is hackable. But at least their security is better than the security here on Twitter. Then they went on to tweet, you know, if you would like additional security services, click here. Improve your account security. Click here. And guess what? People did. And how did the Twitter account for Facebook get hacked? Well, here's how. Because Facebook had employed a third-party marketing platform to manage their Twitter account, and they got hacked. 
So if you're in business, if you share passwords with other people, if you have employees that you share passwords with or kids that you share passwords with, etc., it's all the more reason that everyone who touches one of your passwords is using the same encrypted system so that you can share those things and you're all adhering to the kind of the same policies and procedures, even if those are policies and procedures in your family. Like when this happened to us, we all had to use one password and kids were like, you know, in high school then and didn't understand why we need to do it. But it was just, there are no questions asked. That's how it goes from now on. Everyone ended up getting their own Apple IDs. And we just had to take our own security much more seriously. I know at first this feels like a pain because it it does feel like an extra step at first. And you've got to reset all of your passwords and you've got to reset all of your security answers. And that can be a pain. And it's going to take like an hour, maybe more, to be honest. But it's going to take so much longer when you do get hacked, because you will. So let's clean things up now. I want you to set aside some time this weekend, or the first opportunity you have. You need to put on your schedule, because if you don't, you and I both know, it's just going to be Murphy's Law. You're going to be like, dang it. Man, I jinxed myself because Shalene came out with that episode, and I said I was going to do it, and I didn't set some time to do it. And look, now I'm hacked. I don't want to be that curse. And I don't want to be the one who says, I told you so. So just make this a priority and schedule the time to do it. Let's face it, everything nowadays is connected to the internet. Our devices are listening to us. Alexa, Surrey, Google Home, Instagram, coffee makers, washing machines, TVs, our cars. Like These are all digital devices that at some point or another, you've probably entered your email address to it. You've told it where you live. It's listening. We can't just take this stuff lightly. It's irresponsible not to be more aware of our own cybersecurity risks. It kind of cracks me up the people who are like, well, I don't want my Instagram account to be public because I just don't want all my information out there. But those are the same people who don't have two-factor authentication on, who aren't using password-protected apps. It's like, you got this all wrong. No one's going to come to your house because you posted a photo of yourself and steal you. I hate to break it to you, sweetie. They're not after you. They're after your data. So protect it. It was an absolute nightmare. And since that time, I've had everyone reach out to me because I did a podcast on it. And you can find that in my show notes. It's really quite good. That story got picked up by a couple of news organizations. And so then for whatever reason, like my name started getting passed around as a person to call if you get hacked on a social media platform. But it was sad because people call me and whether they're an A-list celebrity or your aunt whose account is private and has 40 followers, there's nothing I can do. And there's nothing anyone can do. It is just a nightmare. You just simply have to go through the steps. So I want you to avoid that pain by being proactive, by being smart, by being safe. Because I love you. I mean it. And I'll talk to you soon.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.